Welcome to the Calvary Servanthood Community Church Podcast, where we walk by faith and not by sight. In this podcast, you will receive the undiluted Word of God, be empowered in strength, and grow in your walk with the Lord. As we are about to go into the Word of God, take your notepad, take your pen, as our founding pastor takes us through a journey of the Bible in order to create a Christ-like servanthood community. And remember, there's always hope for you. Be blessed. We made a little coma, and then we continuing with the testing of your identity. And it was the testing of the identity of our Lord. And when your testing can be given over to the enemy, it will nullify the word of God. Now, in our, 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 our language that is being used in many Christian organizations, one would say what was happening with our Lord Jesus Christ. He was stepping into his destiny. Because it was after his inauguration by the Holy Spirit and the declaration, he was getting into his destiny. Now, all of us, when we get into our destiny, our identity will be tested to prove who you are. Now, when the enemy do the testing by Christ, God always has an order, a principle of an order or a principle of a plan. And this principle applied to Jesus when he went into his destiny. And it is the same principle that applies to us today. And the principle is that, the order is that, there is no crown without the cross. There is no crown without the cross. You go through the cross and you receive your crown. Ask Jesus. Before he could be crowned the king of kings, before he could be crowned the lord of lords, he had to go through the cross. Now, sometimes we want the easy comes that the devil is offering. You know what the enemy was offering was, yes, you want to be the king, or you have been ordained to be the king, but there is a shortcut to go there. Just bow down to me and worship me. You have everything. Jesus on his own relinquished the glory up in heaven to come and serve and suffer under the hands of men so that our salvation can be accomplished. He left that. He left the glory. Sometimes, Bagreste, not even sometimes, that is the truth. When we have to celebrate certain things, we need to get out of our comfort zones. Relinquish our comfort zone and allow God to take over. Now, these temptations, as I have indicated in the previous week, they were testing the ability to demonstrate 
the power that Christ has over sin and over the enemy. And the ability to overturn the curse that was placed on Adam. So he had to go through that to demonstrate that he has that ability. Now full of the Holy Spirit, he went out to this mountain for 40 days and fasted there. Now Bagreste, when you go to war, you need equipment to use to fight with. You need to carry your weapons to go with. Now Christ's weapons for the warfare that he was going to face was the Holy Spirit. So the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in what you are doing, Bakresta, is very important. Sometimes we take the Holy Spirit, you know, very light. This is a very serious issue with God. The Holy Spirit plays a very big role in all what we're doing. Now, 40 days has passed, which Satan tried nearly every temptation. Remember, the last three are the end of the climax where he was saying, this time I'm going to get him. You know, when you read them, both Matthew and Luke, they present them differently in a different order. But to me, is that this was the best shot that the enemy was giving to Jesus. He was saying or telling himself, this is my best and I'm going to get him. Remember, Bakreste. Maybe let me come that into that later. But the first temptation in itself was based upon the 40 days without food. You know, I like what the Bible says here. Verse 1 says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan. I take you to You were here a week ago, so you know where we are. And we have checked that as well. Okay, let me remind you. Uh, we look, we're reading Luke chapter 4 uh, from verse 1. And it says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the evil. Now, 40 days, for each day, was actually a day of testing. Do you see that? For 40 days, he was tested. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The way he was preoccupied with what he was doing, the testing, including the prayers that he was making, he could not even feel very hungry. He only felt hunger when he finished. And that is when the devil came in. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. Now, we have dealt with that so much in the previous sermon. Now there is a response that came there. Now the response was coming from Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. A lesson that was given 
to Israel when they were in the wilderness. Now, Bakreste, please take note of this. That life consisted more than the physical existence and was therefore not sustained by food. Bakreste, you are not sustained by food. There is much more that can sustain you more than the food that you eat every day. Life or true life is living in union with and the fellowship with God. True life, living in union and in fellowship with God. Where did we see this? As Adam did prior the fall, he was living in fellowship and in union with God. Food was not the issue. Life is, Bakreste, and was then sustained by obedience to God. What sustained or what was supposed to have sustained Adam in the garden was for him to obey what God has said. And that this obedience brought the end of his life. Now Jesus here as well, if he could have not obeyed the word of God, it was going to be the end of his life. Life Bakreste, it is the obedience to God. If on his own, independently so, using the divine power that he had to change those stones into bread, he would have actually nullified the declaration, the word of God, the declaration that God made and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now, any disobedience that we have, Bakreste, it declares the word of God nullified. Remember, when you, you hear or somewhere you pray, we pray for you and we believe on what has been prayed for in your life. You make some declaration. The minute you disobey, you cancel everything that has been done. Now, disobedience is a very important issue with God. It is what sustains us by Christ. We need to check our lives and the declarations that have been made. Now, here is the second temptation that comes. The devil is about to employ it to our Lord. Now, normally by Christ, when somebody attacks you or says something about you, there is something that he knows. Nobody would come to you and accuse or offer you. If somebody comes to you, as a wiz have never met you and give you an offer, it's a fake. People would offer you something because they know you and they want to entice you. They want to give you unless that offer that you are receiving, it comes from certain spirits that can reach you. But you would never get an offer if somebody does not know you.
He uses the knowledge. I think it has been said here on this pulpit about knowledge, how knowledge is important and how knowledge will make you to respond in your circumstances. Somebody once said here, how far you respond to your circumstances, it is how far you know about yourself. So it is important to know about Christ. The Bible says, my people die because of what? Lack of knowledge. Not lack of faith. Not lack of prayer. But lack of knowledge. Because it is this knowledge that will make you to make a good prayer or the right prayer. It is this knowledge that will make you to fast in the right way. So the enemy as well, when he approached Jesus, there was a knowledge of some sort that he knew about Jesus. What was it that he knew? Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Satan was away that a woman is going to bring forth a child. And this child is coming to destroy his kingdom. Now when Jesus came in, there was this knowledge into the enemy that this person is coming to destroy me. The Bible says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. He knew from the beginning of ages. Remember the ages. When God created the earth, that was the beginning of an age that was spelling out from eternity. Now at the beginning of that age, the devil knew that there is a woman who will bring forth a seed and this seed would destroy me. Remember, we once spoke about the seed of a woman here in this church. That the seed of a woman was the seed. We know, we know from from. from uh, knowledge and reading that a woman actually does not have a seed. The seed comes from a man. The woman receives a seed from a man, but this woman had a seed by Christ. There was no need of a seed of a, a man. When the Bible says this woman had a seed, it is indeed a seed. There was no seed of a man that would come and bring forth this child. Now from the beginning of ages, the devil knew and understood. And when you read in Luke the genealogy of Christ, he brings Adam and, and Jesus together as the son of man and the son of God. Now, that is why the testing, the same testing that came right at the beginning, it is the same testing that came in. My belief is that the devil concluded, you know, when I was reading it, one of the things that I, I employ as my strategy of reading is to create a mental picture not to get into the outcomes before I understand. Then I realize that, hey, the devil, it's like our SIU here, the special investigating unit. <laughs> and there are demons that are involved. So the demons are the undercovers. <laughs> they go around and get some information. 
and they bring it to the devil and say, man, we can accuse him. Now, I think they did a lot of that. They investigated and they brought a case before Satan. So Satan, when he went to our Lord, he had a case that our Lord had to answer. He knew that this man was actually a ruler of this world. Genesis 49 verse 10, the enemy knew it very well. It says, and the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of all the people. The devil knew that the scepter is here. So the devil knows you, Bakreste. So we should not pretend as if he does not know who we are. And the undercover demons are doing their work about you. They can reveal certain things about you. He knew. Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7, it says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. So the demons came and said, This man's throne is forever and ever. Must be dealt with. A scepter of uprightness, it is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God has anointed thee with the oil of joy above thy fellows. Then the enemy knew who this is. The seed of a woman, the son of God, the king of Israel, the Messiah. When he knew all these things, it became a motivation that I need to deal with this man. I need to offer him something that he will take and make sure that he circumvent the road to the crown. Now, Bakreste, the devil would offer us so much that we should not be able to do things in the right way. You know what I liked about the whole thing? At the end, Jesus says to the enemy, when he is saying here, after the temptation, you know, I'm going before myself. Jesus says to him, you shall worship no other God. Because when you worship a person, you end up being a slave. You become a servant. He says that. Now, what do you worship? Now, if you circumvent the road to glory, you are going to become a servant to this person who has made you to circumvent. You become a servant. You will serve him. It might even be difficult to get out of it, but you will serve this person. Now, he wanted to stop the Lord at all costs. In a way, maybe to form an alliance. You know, when, 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 I, 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 when I look at it here, this man was, did not just want Christ to worship him, but was also saying, we can work together. You know, we can be partners. We, we, we can form an alignment. It's a joint venture. It is you and me. You know, so that is what he was actually presenting. Because when he says, worship me, you know, worship is a symbol. It's an act of a symbol. After you have said that if you worship, there is an 
acting that comes with worship. You don't say worship and you don't do. When they sing here, they are worshiping. When you offer, you are, it's an act that follows the symbol. When you read the Bible, it's an act of worship. When you pray, it's an act of worship. Sometimes we think worship, it is only when when the group sings here and say, when you read your Bible at home, it's an act of worship. And Satan wanted to say to Christ, worship is a means to an end. And Christ saw that worship, it is the highest calling of man. It is not a means to, it is an end in itself. That is where it ends. We don't worship Or read the Bible. You know, sometimes you read the Bible. We don't read the Bible because we want to identify the promises and pray over the promises. We read the Bible because we worship God. We don't just go and pray, present ourselves to God, giving him petitions, the thing. We go there and pray because we worship him. Now, Satan wanted to circumvent that. No, here is a joint venture, my man. We can work together. We can work together. And you worship, we're doing it in secret. You know, these things, because there was no body there. There was no witness of what was happening there. You know, it was like, no, you, you will do it in secret. You will just bow and uh, we will make an agreement. You know, there are certain things that will come you and they would want you to do in secret and they will destroy you. You know, the offer, what the enemy wanted to offer was to control an authority. He says, I have... Let's read it here first before I get into uh, uh, my, my, my things. You know, but, but, but those that are in the street, they will say uh, they are high. So before I get, I, I, I become high with what I'm saying here. Uh, let's read it first. Let's read it. Now it says, verse 5. It says, And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And said to him, to you will give all this authority and their glory. Why wonder what the devil is offering? Authority and the glory. Control. Who does not want control? And you know, where did he get this from? He got it from himself. It is his own weakness. He has a problem of control and authority. What made him to get out of heaven? He wanted control and authority. Now he thinks that everybody has a problem, that weakness within himself. We do not have, or you should not have, the, the weakness of authority and control. You know, the weakness and, and, and of authority and control. You see it throughout the Bible as well. You know, the Pharisees, when they saw Jesus talking with authority and being able to control others, they became jealous. Why did they want to kill Jesus? Because of the authority and power that they wanted. Let us watch for the authority and power within ourselves. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, even if he had the authority and power, he submitted to John the Baptist. You know, even the disciples, we we, we would take it, the disciples are like you, you know, we're Christians. 
but they also had a problem of authority and power. Amongst themselves, they gathered together and they said, who is the greatest amongst us? What? Why greatest? Babata authority, babata power. And, and, and when, when they finished there, they finished there, and the, the mother of the, of, of the Zebedees comes in and says as well, uh, in, in your kingdom, I want my children to sit on your left hand and the right, authority and power. So this was among the Christians. I hope as we grow and develop within the organizations that we are in, even within the church itself, whether it's this one or the other, check your authority and power. In other places, because of authority and power. In other places, we don't work anymore because of authority and power. When others are being raised amongst us, I become like a Pharisee and feel like my power has been taken away. And I fight it. Now the devil knew it very well. For that was his weakness. And that is the offer that he's giving to Christ. That here is the authority. Take it, man. But Jesus knew that authority, the right authority comes from God. Does not come from men. And when you act out of the authority of God, you are not even threatened by anything. When we, we get threatened in what we are doing, be it at our own work, but if you deliver, if you are sure of who you are, don't be threatened by anything. Let nothing threaten you. Because you know who you are, you know your identity. The minute you lose that and you doubt who you are, the enemy is going to capitalize on it. You will not sleep at night. You will think about that. You will look at your ceiling. Authority belongs to God. Control belongs to God does not belong to man. You know, the enemy weighed all these things. And so, that he can offer. And there was nothing to offer. Nothing to offer from the enemy. Remember, Jesus is offering life to us. That he came, relinquished his glory, to come and fight and get it and give it to us. Now the enemy, when he looks at Jesus, was like, he's coming to establish. When we pray, when Jesus said to his disciples, not Jesus, the disciples said to, his, to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, you remember the portion, let thy kingdom come. The kingdom come. Where is it coming, this kingdom? Here. Now, when Jesus was coming here, was coming to establish the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. So the enemy was aware that as the ruler, because of sin that came in, the influence of sin that he rules over, now he was seen 
Somebody that is coming to establish the kingdom of God on earth. Now you are a threat. Mogreste to an enemy. You are a threat. Because you have a mandate of establishing the kingdom of God here. As it is in heaven, it has to be here. Jesus came to establish that. Now some people would say, we're waiting for heaven, yes. When we die, we're waiting for heaven. Some of us, we're starting to be in heaven here. Because the kingdom of God is here. That is what the Bible says. As it is in heaven, it will be here. Now it is me to obey the rules and the rules of this kingdom that I am serving. Then I will experience heaven. Hallelujah. We should not forget that the Bible actually when it talks about the enemy, when uh, Satan was offering these things, it is because he is referred to as the ruler of this world, the God of this world. Now, he became the God of this world because of the influence of sin, but he is not an all-knowing God. He does not know certain things. God is a sovereign. He rules over everything that happens here. It is ruled by God. He may do his undercover investigations, but he will not know the sovereignty of God, how God is directing history. He will not know that. History and the ages are directed by God. Yeah. He may influence us. He may do certain things that makes us to fall into, bring in certain circumstances, but the sovereignty, the ages, the control of my history lies with God. Does not lie with him. Let's read uh, John chapter 12, verse 31. When it talks about him as the ruler, of this world. It's saying now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world, who's the ruler of it's Satan, shall be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. That is Jesus speaking there. That we have this ruler, the influenza. The whole thing that he does here is to influence us. To make us to do the wrong things. John chapter 14. 30 says, I will not speak much more with you. For the ruler of this world is coming. And he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the father. And as the father gave me commandments, even so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Jesus speaking there. That there is a ruler of this world who offers all these things. But remember, the plan of God right at the beginning, God gave man to be the ruler of this world. The dominion and power has been given to man. It has not been given to the enemy. And we can get that in Rome and in, in Psalm 8, verse 4 to 8. It says, What is man that thou dost take thought of him, and the son of man that thou dost take care of him? Yet thou hast made him a little lower than God, and dost crown him with glory and majesty. Thou dost make him to rule over the works of thy hands. 
man has been made to rule over the works of God. Thou hast put him things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the path of the seas. But the devil, through the influence of sin, becomes the ruler of this world. But our Lord has the power over sin and death. And he controls everything as it happens. You know, the devil claims things that he does not have. So watch out for things that are just being offered to you. They might not necessarily be there, but you'll get an offer. And some of the offers, you will sign them. I don't know if you know this story. You might not know the story. I, I have this habit. It may be a good habit. It may not be a good habit. Time and again in the mornings, I get into the news and check certain things because I always tell myself that I, I don't want to wake up in the world that I thought I'm in and it's gone. <laughs> so I need to sort of familiarize myself and check whether things are still there. Well, that's me. I don't know about you. <laughs> I checked that. And while I was checking that, there is this man in Dubai that has been held in detention, was offered something by somebody, and the offer, he signed papers and everything, and went to Dubai. And while he was there, the offer was not there, and he ended up being in jail. There, is, there are talks that are going between our international relations and Dubai to release the man, to bring him home, if it is possible. Then I remembered this, I said, signing in the dotted line by the enemy, while you are not sure, will take you to Dubai and be detained there. So watch out for some of these things that you sign for, that you bind yourself into. The offers that come would be, you know, what, what, what he, he, he offered to our Lord, what the Lord would see, it was so glamorous, so good, and minimized the cost that comes with it. Now the enemy will glamorize what he is offering and not give you the cost that is involved in the offer. And Jesus saw that and said, no, I'm not going to sign on the dotted lines here. If I sign, I will end up being a slave to this man. When the enemy goes out to Bagreste, he has sent out an undercover for you. He knows. And he brings sometimes what you need, what you want, not even what you need. There is a difference between a need and a want. Sometimes we confuse what we want with what we need. The wants you can do away with them, but the needs are essentials. That you can, so sometimes we confuse, he brings in the glamour of what you want, not the glamour of what you need. 
and you fall into this thing. May God help us that we should not become the servants of these masters. And Jesus saw show it and said, I am not going to do it even in, in private because they were too. You know, certain conversations, they are not written in the Bible, but it's bigger. What, was, what transpired between the devil and Christ, it's bigger than what we're reading there. Bigger, far much bigger. You, 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 you look at when somebody is offering you and pleading with you. You know, talking the casilingo and they say, hey, brah, you know, please. So if the enemy would call Jesus brah at that time, who made it a brah? Or let's work together here. Now, it's deeper than what we see, what we read. You just need to open your mind and look at it. But what I want to say to you, you are a target. And you just need to look into a bigger picture. When the offer it is being made to you, no matter how good it looks, check the cost of it what it will cost you at the end. What it will cost you. And let us go not nullify the plans of God into our lives. If we disobey, we nullify the plans. Somewhere on the way, the enemy came and made offers, even to our father of faith, Abraham. There was an offer that was made. And when the offer was made, he fell into the offer, but that delayed the child of the promise. Look, God did not remove the plan, but the plan was delayed. Because the order that was followed was a wrong order. The offers would be there. And we can entertain them. But they will delay the purposes. Because the enemy does not know the sovereignty. He's not an all-knowing like God. He will make sure that the little knowledge that he has, he brings in at that offer so that it, it takes you away from the main thing. It did that with Abraham. And there was a delay and a delay. And that delay, as well as what was offered, it is costing the whole world something. The war of Ishmael and Isaac still continues even today. So some of the things that you do, you, 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 you go out of track, you're actually doing it for your descendants. You're not just doing it for you. So stay obedient so that your descendants may be protected. So there is a saying that our elderly people, remember I'm also part of the group now, say, when you reach that stage where you know that life, it is not just about you. There are other people that are going to be affected, whether it's a decision or anything that you do. Life, it is not, maybe 
take it as young as you are now. Like life, it is not just about you. It has other people that is going to impact on them. So whatever that we do, we're doing it not for ourselves, but for our posterity, for our generation. Let's stand on our feet. Let's close our eyes in prayer. We are aware that the enemy is after us. We are aware there are offers that he is making to us. We will not fall into his plan, but we will fall into your order and principles of obedience. Dafidaori, I hide it in my heart so that I may not sin against thee. Here are the hearts of men and women, young and old people before you that are internalizing your weight, the seed of your weight, that it may grow and bear fruits. As the rain comes from heaven, it waters and it brings forth fruits. So is your weight, that we believe it will do the same after we have heard and internalized it and obey it into our lives. So, for the week, strengthen us for any other thing that we need to do as your children. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Do not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Please pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you today as my Lord and personal Savior. If you need any prayers, please contact us and one of our pastors will get in touch with you. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on all our social media platforms and stay plugged in. CSCC, building a servanthood community.